0: For this Comcast, ADC's competition talks with leading experts, we have today Alison Jones, Professor of Law at King's College, London, and a solicitor at a leading British law firm. At King's, Alison has taught trust, property and EU law, but now specializes in competition law. A graduate of Girton College, Cambridge, and Christchurch, Oxford, Alison published extensively in the field, and she is the co-author of the textbook Jones and Sufferance EU competition law. More recently, Alison's research has focused on how public procurement Competition and anti-corruption line policy can work together to prevent waste of procurement resources as a result of collusion, corruption or both. Alison, it is my pleasure to have you as a guest in our Comcast series. Thank you for taking the time for this conversation. And the topic that you're going to speak to us about is close to the heart of the Portuguese Competition Authority because fighting bid rigging in public procurement has been a priority for the ADC for some time now. So I'm really looking forward to listen to your perspectives on this topic One thing also that we know is that with public spending increasing in the face of the COVID pandemic, this is becoming also an increasingly important topic as we need to make sure or at least contribute to avoid all these resources to be badly spent or to have waste in how the public money is spent in these crucial times. So certainly one of the main questions that I would like to pose to you is what are, in your view, the key ingredients to a success strategy in combating bid rigging in public procurement. So the recipe for success on this.
1: Well, thank you very much for that kind introduction and for inviting me to participate in your series and this podcast on this, as you say, very important topic of fighting collusion in public procurement. And I'm very happy to hear what you've said about this being an important priority for the Portuguese competition authorities, because I recognize that competition authorities across the world at the moment are extremely busy and facing calls to deal with an ever expanding set of competition issues facing them. Concerns about increasing concentration and consolidation in markets, problems in the digital economy, excessive pricing, etc. But despite the importance of these issues, I do believe that it's also crucial for competition agencies to preserve resources for the continued fight against cartels, and especially those impacting on public procurement processes involving, as you say, government purchasing of good services and works which are vital to the nation and its citizens. So I think there are two very important reasons for competition agencies prioritising this area. First of all, because in the, this practice has the potential to cause very significant harm, as you mentioned, particularly given the significant proportion of government spend and the vast amounts of money devoted each year to the purchase of these good services and works. It and secondly, of course, because we know that public procurement processes are particularly prone to distortion by bid rigging practices, which can in certain circumstances be bolstered or work hand in hand with the help of an insider perhaps acting corruptly in return for financial or other incentives. So I do think it's very important to have in place a system which allows a nation to protect their public procurement processes from bid rigging. So I think that highlights the importance. If you want to ensure efficient and effective public procurement, a system consequently requires not only a carefully constructed public procurement regime, which is enabled to minimise the opportunities for supplier collusion to distort it but also robust competition laws, which are enforced by proactive and independent agencies, which have got sufficient powers to detect infringements and to impose sanctions, which might deter and punish wrongdoing. And this requires the two regimes to be able to work consistently and coherently together and mindful of the single overarching public procurement strategy that they're trying to achieve.
0: Yes, indeed, Alison. And that cohesion is very important. One thing that I often find is that there's so many tools, legal tools, to try to address corruption, but there's not as much awareness as to collusion outside the competition law community. So that's something that we must try to fight and to increase awareness regarding the harm of bid rigging, as you said, which can be so important. Now, what about prevention, Alison? You've mentioned the strategies successful strategy in terms of coordinating the different areas of law and policy but certainly an area in which both procurement law and competition line policies may be intertwined is precisely on preventing not only detecting and enforcing against bid rigging but also preventing bid rigging so what do you think is the role for preventing bid rigging in this strategy that you have just describe for us can you share your views on that please
1: Yes, thank you. So I think what's very important is that although every system needs to have a comprehensive system for, deal- for public procurement and competition in place and respected agencies to enforce them, it's still the case that even if such a regime exists, that it could be that weaknesses in the application and enforcement of those rules could actually undermine its effectiveness. So in particular, we need to think about preventing these practices from occurring in the first place insofar as that's possible, or at least minimise the opportunities for these practices to occur. And on the other hand, ensuring that where those practices do incur, that we've got effective mechanisms in place which allow them to be quickly rooted out, detected and enforcement proceedings brought, which will, in addition, work hand in hand with the measures designed to try and prevent the practices to, to, to deter infringements and future infringements. So in focusing, as you said, on prevention, it could be that even if a robust public procurement system is in place, the weaknesses in its application are still allowing bid rigging practices to occur. And that could be perhaps, as you've said, is that procurement officials, they may be well trained and understand that there are mechanisms in place to try and prevent corruption and private interests conflicting with public procurement processes, but they may be less aware of the competition law issues and the risk that their processes may be undermined by bid rigging practices. And as we've said already, these bid rigging practices can, like corrupt practices, have very severe implications for the procurement process and impact significantly on the cost of public purchasing and the sort of the variety and the quality of the goods that have been purchased. So it seems very important that a joined up approach is taken here between procurement officials and competition agencies and that procurement officials are well trained and so that they understand how they can design their processes to try and safeguard them from collusive practices, how they might be able to detect these practices if they are occurring and what they should do if they think that bid rigging is occurring. So I think close interaction between competition agencies and procurement officials is crucial and as you see sort of raising the profile and the importance and the relevance of the competition rules to what it is that procurement officials do.
0: Indeed, Alison. And the procurers are first in line, not only for detection, but it, it's on their hands on design of procurement processes. And I think agencies often see procurement processes where rigging took place and think, well, if you had a different option as to the design, maybe the conditions for firms to reach this coordination would not be there. So prevention and, and eliminating the opportunities is certainly key. And that puts the focus on advocacy advocacy for competition with contracting agencies, those that are first in line in developing procurement processes, but also in detecting the red flags of collusion. And my next question to you is on what do you think are the key considerations that competition agencies should bear in mind when advocating for fighting bit rigging with contracting agencies? Because we know sometimes aligning incentives is not always easy. So what are, in your view, the key considerations to have in mind? line.
1: So I think in addition to the training that we've just talked about, if you have competition law training for procurement officials, they can better understand what features of the market or the way that they're designing their process might actually contribute and increase the risk of collusion occurring so they can better design their processes. But they may also then be in a better position to sort of detect and to see the signs of where it's occurring. But I think what you're referring to is, well, what happens next? How do you actually encourage the procurement agencies which are intent on and procurement officials who are Their job is to get the procurement done. And the danger is that if they detect bid rigging or collusion and then they report it, that might derail their procurement processes. So I think building understanding of the importance might actually undermine their procurement processes after all by meaning (laughs) they're not purchasing goods and services which represent the best value for money. And perhaps even putting in place sort of rewards or other incentives for reporting bid rigging suspicions might be one way of doing it. I know that some competition agencies offer sort of even financial rewards for whistleblowers, but perhaps they could think about other techniques for encouraging and incentivising procurement officers to sort of work with them and to report concerns in this area. One other technique that procurement agencies could be encouraged to use perhaps could be the wider use of anti-collusion tender clauses or certificates of independent bidding to try and really concentrate the minds of tenderers when they're putting their tenders in. And perhaps, I know that there can be arguments both ways on these things, but to, to insist that tenderers themselves operate competition compliance programs. So a range of things to consider. The One last point could be the use of advocacy to more broadly try and target sort of regulations or rules which make it more difficult for firms to participate in tendering processes and which limits the pool of bidders because, of course, you know, the smaller the pool of bidders, the easier it is for firms to cooperate. So sort of mechanisms designed to sort of open markets perhaps to newer entrants where possible. Indeed,
0: Alison, and one of the things I think that often is in the mind of procurers or a myth is that if you pay more for a product, then you're getting better quality. And one of the things that is very important to make clear to procurement agencies is that the only thing that can ensure quality is competition in quality, right? So if you don't have quality as an element of competition in a procurement process, and still you put barriers to participation because you want the biggest firm or your current supplier... And you raise barriers to entry, then you end up paying higher margins because you have decreased dissipation. So, I think that's a very important point that you have highlighted there. Now, Elison agencies in trying to fight against this problem of bid rigging in public procurement have sought to diversify instruments of detection. And one such instrument is screening a procurement data and trying to identify suggestive patterns of collusion in public procurement. This is something to which actually the ADC has been putting a lot of efforts for a few years now. And I would like to listen to your views as to the role of these tools in fostering detection of bid rigging.
1: Yes, thank you for that question. Yes, so rigging is obviously a very difficult offence for competition agency to uncover by its very nature it's hidden and often disguised to emulate sort of competition and i know that over the years a number of competition authorities have developed leniency programs to encourage self-reporting of these difficult offences to uncover and the disclosure of evidence to help enforcement actions against them but it's obviously clear that for those self-reporting schemes to be effective, there has to be a risk the conduct will be detected without the use of those (laughs) leniency programmes. Otherwise, there was obviously no incentive to use them. So independent enforcement using a mixture of reactive and proactive measures is crucial to increase the chance of detecting these practices and will also at the same time hopefully increase the effectiveness of leniency Programs. So we've talked already just about one mechanism for uncovering this kind of behavior, which is to encourage and incentivize procurers to come forward with information and perhaps even more broadly whistleblowers. But it is also very important, I think, that competition agencies are proactive in trying to uncover this evidence themselves through monitoring markets, and I think particularly public procurement markets, and they may be able to sort of monitor and identify procurement markets which structurally might appear to be ones which might be prone to collusion. But I think what you're referring to here is more a sort of monitoring of behaviour through analysing sort of the data that is collected in the context of a public procurement context. And again, public procurement processes, I think, provide rich opportunities for use of these screens. That could be through sort of training public Procurement officials to identify red flags, the kinds of things which should raise alarms <laughs> as to the risk of them, but also perhaps through more systematically the use of screens and even sort of using electronic mechanisms to analyse procurement data, to analyse the data to try and identify first signs or a risk perhaps of collusion. And it's really interesting to hear that you're working on this. I know that in the UK, the competition authority did have a procurement data tool, but I think withdrew it after a few years about concerns about its efficacy. And I know that in Korea, they use a bid rigging analysis system as well, but that it has taken a while to home and develop to make it more effective. But I think with the use of procurement data and these sophisticated tools, these can be very important mechanisms for identifying first signs of collusion or indicators of collusion which could then be used to trigger further investigation.
0: Indeed, Alison. And and interesting that you mentioned the CMA experience. I think uh, their approach while building from the same principles was to make available a screening technique for contracting agencies to use. So I think they basically introduced the data and saw if there was a red flag for collusion or not in that procurement process. The approach that we have been taking is on combining a little bit of the tips that we hear in our advocacy sessions, you know, if this sector is problematic or that sector is problematic. And then having a look at procurement data on the sectors that some red flags have been raised and working through the procurement data to see if patterns exist that are consistent with bid rigging. And I fully agree that in bid rigging, evidence can be outstanding. So they can be quite persuasive because sometimes you cannot find another possible explanation than if firms just met and exchanged, combined or decided jointly on how to bid. So I think there is very important in our experience and I fully agree that some way or the other we need to foster detection and we cannot only rely on leniency because as you said then we're not creating a virtuous circle in between leniency and detection and incentives for leniency. Okay Alison thank you very very much for all your insights on such an important topic and thank you for taking the time to do this Comcast with me. It was a great pleasure to have you.
1: Well thank you very much for inviting me and I very much enjoyed it.